Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 495 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is with Hillary, and Hillary is trying to kill me. She wanted to come on the show, then she recorded this episode, and it was terrific. And then she sent me an email and said, I don't think I did a good job. Please don't let anybody hear it. And then months later, sent me another email and said, I changed my mind. You could let people hear it. I was like, Hillary, I've already deleted your episode. It's gone. But I found it on a backup server. Backup server. It was backed up somewhere. Way, way back. And I'm delighted to bring it to you now. Please remember while you're listening not to try to kill me. And that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. This show is sponsored today by the glucagon that my daughter carries, Gvoke Hypopen. Find out more at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. The show is also sponsored today by the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. It is incredibly accurate, easy to hold, easy to use. It has a super bright light. I'm going to tell you more about it later. For now, just know this. You can find out more about it. Get started. See if you're eligible for a free meter at contournext.com forward slash juice box. I want to give you a tiny bit of context for this episode before it starts. Hillary came on to talk about how her child eats with type 1 diabetes. It was going to be part of the How We Eat series. But when it was over, joking aside from earlier, she just felt like she didn't do a good job of explaining. But I just really loved the episode. And, you know, you know me, I, a good conversation trumps everything else for me. I thought it was a great episode. She wasn't happy about it in so much as how she described their eating style. So this is not part of the How We Eat series. But it is a really great episode of the podcast. And Hillary, I forgive you for trying to kill me. I'm Hillary. I'm, I'm married. We live in Southern California. And we have two children. One is five and one is three. Okay. And Joan is a type one diabetic. What do you do for a living? Because you've never used Zoom before. That's for sure. <laughs> no, I have used Zoom before. I, I, I'm not working right now, but I am. I'm, I'm teaching kindergarten right now. So, <laughs> are you really? That's not, cool. not by choice. Not by choice. I'm are, with are you my being son. forced? Oh, oh. I thought, yes, I, thought... I am being forced. I'm in California. I'm being forced to teach kindergarten. <laughs> I thought the state came it's in, awful. And deputized you, and made you a teacher or something like that. Um, no, no. That's so. Uh, how many kids do you have in total? Two. Two. And, and that, that's it forever. <laughs> Just two forever. I feel like that's a smart move. Uh, which one has type one? Joan. She just turned three last week. Wow. Okay. When was she diagnosed? She was diagnosed when she was 11 months. Who is she named after? Because that's a very traditional name. Oh, you know, we just, uh, she's named, we have a Joan in the family, but yeah. we just really liked it. We both, we, we, it was hard to agree on a name and, 
with my son, we went back and forth. And with, with her, my husband said, you know, how about Joan? I was like, yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> it's just, and we didn't mess with it. I mean, if you agree on something, I feel like, you know, just, you go. just go with it. <laughs> so I need to know if you uh, didn't have to uh, make this decision along with somebody else, what would Joan's name be? Did you have one picked out that he couldn't agree with and vice versa? No. No? no. Well, he was thinking about Ruby, but I think I, that wasn't a name that I really liked. But no, it's just it was just easy. We just both thought, you know, Joan. I think Ruby know? is a woman who sang in a 1919 speakeasy somewhere. Um, well, it's like country music. My husband really likes country music. So, and you uh, just married him anyway? I did. Yeah. <laughs> you just were like, okay, I'll <laughs> overlook this. Everybody can calm yeah. down if they like country music. It's fine. I'm not. <laughs> You're just joking. I'm really just trying to say stupid stuff to loosen you up so we can start talking about the diabetes. <laughs> That's really yeah. it. Um, so how old again was she when she was diagnosed? Uh, 11 months. 11 months. That's really young. So That's really young. Are you, would you describe yourself as just on the emotional edge or are things going okay? Um, I would say they're going okay now most days, but I don't think, I mean, I was actually just perusing pictures while I was waiting for you to call and I was looking back cause I couldn't remember cause she's looping. I was like, I went, I couldn't remember when she started looping. And so I was looking back at pictures and I was just seeing pictures from that time, that first year when she was really young and my son, you know, was just turning four when she was, when she had been diagnosed and, it was just really hectic and hard the first I was crying like all the time. Yeah. And yeah. it was just I remember driving one time somewhere and I was just like, I should not be driving. Like this is, you know, because I hadn't slept. It was just out of control. Uh I so I, I think I, I had I a life similar list- to yours. What'd you say? I said yours. I think my life was similar to yours back then. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I really appreciate you being so open about like just going <laughs> you said that you went up to your when your wife brought Chinese food home and you just went up to your shower and you just started crying. Cause it's like, you feel like that sometimes just like, you know, are you just trying to keep it together? You know, it was really hard, but I feel like lately, um, you know, it it was the first year was, I feel like, you know, it took more like a year and a half. I'd say, I mean, I feel like it takes a while. I think it's going to take a long time, uh, to, really to get, get where I feel like to also get where I want to be, where I don't see a number and kind of like clinch up or take like a breath, you know, like just to, you know, have that poker face, which I'm excited about a psychologist kind of coming on and talking about like the effects of like, like how to help yourself, maybe some tools with, you know, higher uh, emoting, you know, yeah, even I, though I, you I, try not to. I know. I, I feel like you don't it. do that. That's well, why I love listening to you. Cause I'm like how you can just like, you do what you need to do and then you're, you don't think about it again. It's to me very inspiring because I would love to get there. Well, it was a process because for quite some time I felt like I was doing that, but my wife said that my face gave me away that Uh even if uh I could hold, uh even if I could hold it in verbally, she's like, it's just coming out through your face. She said, you might as well just look at us and, you know, say what you're thinking. Yeah, (laughs) I know. um, I used to, I've said it on here before, but um, it was like a, a knee-jerk reaction when something didn't go the way I wanted it to. I'd say shit out loud for some reason, yeah. like just under my breath a little bit. And my wife's like, that's hard on on us to hear, like her and I mm-hmm. and everything. I was like, okay, well, I wasn't doing it. On, like, I wasn't like, you know what I'll do? 
you know what you know what my thing will be it wasn't like yeah. you know it wasn't like that it was just like it was like oh shit. you know just or because you're thinking i messed up i mean you're thinking that you messed up not anybody else that's how i feel it's a compounding too it's it's you feel like you screwed something up you feel like you're hurting their health um, yeah. You feel like you're messing up the next thing you think you feel like you're mm-hmm. letting them down. You feel like you're keeping them from eating and it yes. all just hits you at once. And you're just like, gosh, shit. like, I don't think there's anything yes. wrong. With, like, anyway, apparently it's not good for people around me. I, men who are in um, uh, what I guess you would call us. Like, I don't even know how to talk about sexuality anymore. There are so many different words. Like, Is there a word yeah. for when you're married to a woman and you're a man? That's a, a traditional. Is that traditional? I don't even know what to call that. Anyway. I okay. I think I think men will know that um a large complaint from your spouse is usually tone, right? Cuz oh, yeah. guys just don't think about that. We say what we mean, we don't mean anything more or less than that. Um and the tone really you probably shouldn't even infer anything from my tone. You know, I'm not even mm-hmm. thinking that far ahead. But I I mean it's going to be the rest of my life trying to figure that out because I know you know, just the way things are said are impactful on people. And that probably sounds crazy coming from me because I, I do do a good job on the podcast of talking to people the way I, the way I would perfectly like to speak to everybody. But the, the key is, is that I'm not sitting down quietly in front of a microphone, having every one of my personal conversations and and I'm not centered all the time and think, you know, things are going on around you and you're, you're, you're unfocused or running around or tired and, just happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel for you. And it sucks, too, because the people around you who aren't taking on the lion's share of the responsibility don't really completely understand what it feels like either. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, but anyway, uh, what is Joan using? Does she have any gear? Is she MDI? What's she doing? Um, she's been looping since she was 14 months. So we've been doing it for a while. Um and I worked with Kenny. <laughs> I was like, reached out to him because on Facebook, he always chimes in. And uh, I mean, he changed everything for us. I felt like I was about to give up because I was like, I just feel like we're not really looping. I mean, it's a big change. Okay. I have to back up. Go ahead. When we first When we first started, it was like, my husband described it as like, we've been living without running water and it's like t- turned on now. Like we have water because it just felt like you have a safety net. Like, you know, someone's already working on it or like Jenny said, the little grim, is it grim or did you want the gremlins? Anyway, someone said something about little gremlins cleaning up and like taking care of stuff, you know, while you can go about your life. So, you know, I feel like it's taking care of the highs and lows, but my settings weren't right. And they weren't completely off. But, you know, like for me, I started like fidgeting and then I'd fidget a little more and then with something else. And then by the time it was, you know, a year later, I just felt like, gosh, I just still don't, I still am not grooving with it, you know, all the way it would help, but not as much as other people I would see out there. Yeah. So that's when I reached out to Kenny and I said, you know, can you help me? And he lives in Southern California. So we got together and, um, I mean, man. He really he understands what he's doing. It. Yeah. It's insane. I'm like, you're like a wizard. So uh, that helped. And now I feel, I mean, it really works, you know? And he he also has so many good um, videos now on the SoCal Loopers page and the, um, like the videos that he's done where he explains Night Scout and really goes through everything. And it's really helpful. He's going to um, come back I, soon. I'm glad that he is. Because um, yeah. I just find that he's uh, who I, I've gotten so much from. And, um, 
yeah, he's he's been great. So it's it really is interesting, you know, for people who don't loop or you know use some sort of an algorithm. There's a number of settings, and if those settings aren't correct, it just doesn't work very well. Uh, yeah, and you but, can also get the settings close enough that it works well away from food, but near food, it's kind of a disaster. Or one setting could be making up for another. So in some situations, it's working really well half the time, but the other half, it doesn't work well, mm-hmm. which I think was what was happening with us. But we did one basal rate, which um, I had like, um, I think I had like maybe six or seven basal rates. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because on a traditional pump, I mean, I, I remember when Joan was first diagnosed and we were on, we'd done the Omnipod and T-Slim. We tried a few different ones and now we're on Medtronic because of looping. They didn't have the Omnipod when we first started doing it mm-hmm. anyways. But, um, but with the, um, T with the T-Slim, uh, we would call and she would, you know, the, the nurse would say, adjust this, adjust this, change your basal rate. Oh, it sounds like you need to step down your basal. Rate. And so I had all these different ones. And until Kenny said, you don't, you just need one, especially with, I think with anything, I don't know. I, I, but it just smoothed things out. Yeah. I, I, I agree that we're basically a two basal rate situation. There's a slightly lower one overnight than there is during the day. Um, yeah. And you know, someone like, Kenny, who can see the real mathematical cause and effect of things, <clears throat> that's a, it's just, it's, it's fascinating to me that he can look and say, you know, me too. this is happening. So that means that this is too great. But then he can look at the, you know, at the other setting and say, well, if you make this one weaker, that one has to be stronger, vice versa. Like he just knows. And it's funny. I know now, like I can look at the settings and just change them. But I don't have any of the cognitive thoughts that he has to get to it. I don't yep. even know how to do that. I just know that knob is going to make this happen and that knob is going to make this happen. Yeah. And I think it's interesting what he said about um, X-Strip, that he used that for MDI and that he had even tighter control Use just looking at the data coming back from that. I'm like, how are you doing this? He really, you yeah, know? He really does understand. Yeah. And I've said it before and I've said it to him too, that he also has a younger child and as do you. And yeah. so we tried the the just like his idea for just one basal rate, and it worked great away from hormones. And then right. when hormones existed, his settings were useless; like they yeah. would they wouldn't work. So I, I so no, I, that totally makes sense. I now think of Arden as like three different people. Yeah, and that fixed it. It just it, I didn't I didn't fight it. Like I hear people say all the time, like you can't figure out like hormones and you know, talking about periods pretty specifically. And mm-hmm. I just decided one day, I'm like, she's one kind of person in this this space. She's one kind of a person in this week. And this week, she's a different person. And mm-hmm. so her needs are different. I'll meet her needs. And then the next, you know, the next thing you have to do is figure out, like, when does it happen? So mm-hmm. after a couple of weeks, you just see it like, oh, okay, when when this starts to drift up, these are the settings. And when it begins to drift lower, then you go back to the other ones and you get a little more aggressive with meal boluses in the, for Arden, it's the handful of days before the actual event begins. Mm-hmm. Um, which I say that way because in my, my mind wants me to say it before she bleeds. And I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> completely insensitive and incorrect. So I end up saying the event or something like that. Um, the yeah. Whenever <laughs> Mazel Tov happens. Uh, so yeah. uh, it, it really is interesting, but it, how is, how, is, how are the outcomes now 
that you're all set up. I mean, I feel like we're, we're good. Um, it's yeah, we, we just kind of, I mean, there's days when she spikes and, you know, I just kind of take care of that, but I feel like her carb count, everything's, you know, right. And, you know, I try to keep her, I try to keep her under one thirty. I mean, usually if I see a one thirty, I'm going to bolus. And I feel like we sometimes maybe have a little bit more like I'm feed insulin a lot, but I'd rather there, she snacks so much. I mean, she's always eating, I feel like. So I know there's going to be a meal coming up anyway. So I would rather just make sure that there isn't a spike, even if I think it'll probably slow down, you know, cause she's so young and I have complete control cause she's with me all the time. So I just think I give her the best care I can right now. While you can. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like Luke does a good job. I'm not just going to leave it to Luke to knock down something that's that if I miss, if I mistimed something, you know, which I feel like happens all the time. I don't know how you do it. I feel like with the, the lunch that you give Arden and then she can, you can just extend, you know, like put in loop what it should do. And it keeps like all of it comes in and works at the right time. Like, I just feel like that's so hard to do. Um, You're just basically fooling it into being in, in ludicrous mode the entire time the food's active, (laughs) you you know, just keeping everything turned up, meaning that there's real active bolus and real active basil. And it's just happening. It's just fighting. I think of it as uh, two flamethrowers in a cartoon hitting each other. I don't, I know my, I just, there's pictures that pop up into my head. And so the Mm -hmm. food, the food's just trying to, you know, it's trying to get to the other side and you're just trying to stop it. So you just, you meet, you meet force with force is how I think of it. Um, yeah. you know, and I, you do that with, uh, you know, different absorption times. Just telling what you. absorption times are you putting in? Are you doing, cause I do like, she'll eat like fruit and some sort of like meat, cheese things, but the fruit I found, I thought that the fruit would hit like all really fast, but sometimes it, it doesn't like sometimes I over bolus up front was what I was noticing was happening. And yeah. then she would go kind of too low and then it would cut off basil. So I started splitting the bolus, but I still feel like that's not really right either. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I feel like the timing is still confusing to me. And I don't know if it's because of other food she's eaten, because right. there's not much time between meals. It's like two hours between meals. I do find that it's incredibly easy to overpower simple sugar. And even if it's there count wise, it, it might not need the same power. If that makes yeah. if that makes any sense. Um Yeah, I mean, so I'm trying to pull this up right now so I can look for an example. So about a half an hour before you and I began, we decided to change Arden's pump. And and she had been sitting on her CGM oddly and nobody noticed. So she didn't have a uh-huh. signal for like a half an hour or so. So the loop's now not engaged and her blood sugar's going up and there's no loop. So she gets this like 190 blood sugar that just none of us notice right away. So uh-huh. now it's a 190 blood sugar. It's time to change the pump. So we put on a new pump and make us, you know, make a little bit of a bolus. She announces she's going to eat something. And I said, well, I have to go upstairs. So just bolus 10 carbs now and then figure out what you're going to do and put the rest of it in. I just, I don't know what, you know, what else am I going to do? 
And mm-hmm. uh, then I get a text message a little while ago, what is now about 40 minutes ago now. And the text message just says, I'm having a baked potato and reheated macaroni and cheese. No. I was like, that's great. You should sprinkle some rice over top of it and sugar because that rice has no flavor. Uh, and so I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what I did was 80 carbs, 40 carbs for four hours, 40 carbs for three hours. And I opened the loop because I don't even want to mess with it because it's a new pot. Uh-huh. It's a new pot. It's a new pump site. And I don't know how well it's going to work or not. So I'm not, I don't want to get into the intricacies of basal rates being taken away right now. Right now I just uh-huh. want insulin and you know, that's where we are. She's 187. So, um, I think she's how doing often do you open the loop a day? No, no. You're doing it every day? No, 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 no. No. Okay. Uh, I never open the loop. I never do it. But maybe I I should if I get into a situation. Like yesterday, Joan's blood sugar went really high, and I think it was adrenaline. And it was just up. And then it finally came down. But I mean, I bolus, she's on diluted insulin. Mm -hmm. So it's U25, so 25% of one unit. And I mean, I gave her six units and it was, it finally came down. It was so bizarre. Well, it was almost like a, like she was getting sick kind of, you know, yeah. amount. Cause I usually don't have to give her, it would be, you know, just a couple units if she was like at 180 to get her back in range. I hear you. I have a, um, so I have a concept of about high blood sugars and it's something I use in my own life, but it turned, it started as kind of a teaching tool, I guess, while I was talking to people and you know, it's, it's nice if you, if you have time to listen to the podcast, it'll come to you. All right. You Scott, know what I mean? Scott, wait, I've yeah. listened to every single episode, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like okay. every single episode and, and many several times. I love your podcast. I'm like the, probably your biggest fan, I think. Oh, thank you. I absolutely love it. And I tell everybody about it. I've told our Indo about it. I can, I like, just think it's the best thing because it's taught me. I wouldn't have, I mean, it, I can't believe they let people go out of the hospitals without giving them like some direction. You know what I mean? Yeah. And without finding your podcast, I mean, I'd be in the weeds. Oh, that's very nice. You didn't have to say that, although I'm glad you did. And because it makes me feel good and it gives a nice break in the conversation where I can put the ads. Gvoke Hypopen has no visible needle and is the first pre-mixed auto-injector of glucagon for very low blood sugar in adults and kids with diabetes ages two and above. Not only is Gvoke Hypopen simple to administer, but it's simple to learn more about. All you have to do is go to gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. Gvoke shouldn't be used in patients with insulinoma or pheochromocytoma. Visit gvokeglucagon.com slash risk. Do you or someone you love have diabetes and find yourself checking your blood sugar? You know what I mean? Like a little finger poke and a squeeze, squeeze, squeeze and a dip, 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 and then a beep, beep, and then number that. If you do, you should be using a good meter. 
Maybe a great meter. Maybe an amazing meter. Why do you have a bad one? Wait, do you have a bad one? You don't even know, do you? You've never even looked into your meter. Oh, uh, that's okay. A lot of us haven't. Luckily for you, I took care of that. I got the podcast set up with the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. It is super accurate, easy to handle, easy to use, easy to see at night. And it has second chance test strips that stop your strips from being wasted if you miss the blood the first time. You know when you get some blood but not enough and you have to go back? That's your second chance. The Contour Next One blood glucose meter allows second chances. And it doesn't hurt the accuracy of the test if you have to go back in to get more. So you're not wasting strips, you're getting a great number, and you're doing it with a, it's a hip little meter. I was gonna call it like stylish, but I don't know how stylish a meter can be. I can tell you this, it fits great in your hand, it's easy to use, it's easy to put in your pocket, your bag, your purse, wherever you carry your diabetes supplies, and it just flat out works. It also may be cheaper in cash, like out of your pocket, than you're paying for your meter now through your insurance company. I'm not sure, but that's possible. And you can look into that at contournext.com forward slash juicebox. There you can find out everything about the meter, the company, the test strips, see the cash price, find out if you're eligible for a free meter. It is a comprehensive website, well worth the couple of minutes you're gonna spend looking around it when you get done listening to this episode. That's a lot of confidence for me, isn't it, right? I'm like, you're gonna go look at this thing. I have to tell you, I sometimes look at the site and I think, who put this together? There's so much good information here. Well done, I think. And then I clap my hands lightly as if I'm at the opera. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. Links in the show notes, links at juiceboxpodcast.com. Support the sponsors, support the show. Let's get back to Hillary and how she tortured me and then told me to get rid of the episode. Delete it. Just kill it. Like, it, you know, it's like one of my children in these episodes and she just wants it gone. Wasn't that easy, Hillary, to just give it away like that. I have feelings. Just She's just like, hey, just get rid of the episode. Uh, you know, uh, no big deal. Just go. I'm teasing Hillary. I really like her. Let's get back to the show. What I was going to say is, before you were so kind, um, is that when I'm talking to people who have not listened to the podcast the way you have, right, who are coming into it um, in full freak out mode, you know, so I see, yeah. it, I see it a lot on the Facebook page. Like some people are just like, Hey, I'm here to listen to the podcast. And then they do it. That which is really cool. As a matter of fact, the podcast just had its best month ever. And I saw that. this, That's great. this month had more downloads than the first two years of the podcast combined. Wow. Isn't that crazy. That is awesome. Yes. So I appreciate you telling people because the word is definitely getting around. Um, but, but anyway, Sometimes you get these people and they don't have all the ideas and they still are having such bad outcomes that you want to try to get them somewhere stable to start over, right? Yeah. So I have an idea about high blood sugars. The way I think about a really high blood sugar is um, crush it, mm -hmm. stop it, get it stable. Because yeah. if you crush it, it's going to fall. 
And you have to stop that drop without causing another high because I just, I, because you have to. Right. So, you know, so it's crush it, stop it, get it stable. That's it. And I employ that for my own mistakes because I think it's almost impossible for most people to disembark the roller coaster while it's moving. Mm-hmm. I can do it, and I'm sure you'll be able to do it at some point, people listening. But when you're first starting out, to turn a 250 you know, into an 80 during a meal is, is a ninja plus level move. And yeah. like I can do it. I could bolus for a 200, give my kid a baked potato and, and macaroni and cheese, not be in the room, not count the carbs, not weigh the potato, and end up at a good blood sugar. But mm-hmm. but most people can't. What they need is stability to start over with. And and yeah. so when that happens on loop, I just use the same concept, but the you have to you have to open the loop to do that so it doesn't take away the basil. I wonder if that was the issue. Cause you know, I'm also like I feel like I Kenny's always said, you know, don't trick Luke. Don't tell it you're doing like, don't put in fake carbs, you know, things like that. And so I'm like, I'm not going to be a fake carber. And, and so I think, you know, but also it's like the, the nature of diabetes. Sometimes you're like, this takes this amount of insulin. And you just, I feel like sometimes I just beat my head up. Like yesterday I was like, well, it doesn't take this much. It takes this much, you know, after you've done it a few times, you think, you know, what you know, which is something you say, but then yesterday it didn't work. It was weird. I don't know. Well, that's not fake carbon though. If that's addressing glycemic load of food, right? So there can be, I know that at some point people are going to be like, please stop saying this, but it's really important and nobody pays attention to it. So, you know, you can get 10 um, carbs worth of a uh, baked potato and 10 carbs worth of, uh, I usually say watermelon because they're pretty diametrically opposed, right? Uh-huh. And those two things are going to impact your blood sugar differently. So, yeah. so whatever ratio you have set up for, you know, say you're one unit per 10 carbs, that one unit might handle that watermelon perfectly. It may, in fact, handle a number of foods perfectly if you actually had 10 carbs of it. It doesn't mean it's going to work on the baked potato. So if you know that the baked potato needs the insulin equivalent of 15 carbs, that's not fake carbing. You know what I mean? That's not lying about carbs. That's being honest about need. Right. Which is, you know, and I don't even think that's splitting hairs. I just think that's a setting that... um that pumps and algorithms don't have, you know? Uh, right. I wish that they did. Well, one day they might, but for now they don't. Yeah. You know, for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, that's, that's what I like to do. And in, so instead of the old fashioned way, you know, prior to an algorithm of uh, crush it, stop it, get it stable. Um, I do with a loop, I do crush it, figure out exactly when to turn the loop back on. Let uh-huh. it get stable on its own. See, I should have done that. I should. I, n- I never open the loop. Like I said, I never do it. And that. And I probably because I I'm trying. Yeah, I probably should have yesterday. And it's a different spot for everybody, I would imagine. But Arden's about one forty diagonal down. If you reengage uh-huh. the loop right about there, it gives it enough time to catch it. Oh, that's good for yeah. most of her high. Okay. And and keeping in mind too, this is important. I think most of Arden's highs don't go much over two hundred. So yeah. it's not like we're but it's still a fair amount of insulin, you know, that I'm talking about. Yeah. 
I mean, anything over 120, I feel like it gets a tax, you know. <laughs> what do you feel like when it's over 120? It gets a tax, you know, it gets a, a because it's, it's yeah. over 120. It's like so easy to bump and nudge. Like you always say, you know, if you're, you know, in a really nice range, it doesn't take much insulin. But once it starts creeping up, it just takes more and more and more. Yep. The higher, the higher you get, the, um, you know, the, see, people think of it as your insulin resistant, but I prefer to think of it as you, it's a number you just didn't hit correctly. So now you have a deficit. Oh, so okay. you, I, yeah. I think of it as a deficit of insulin. Some people call it insulin resistance. I don't know that they don't in theory and function mean the same thing, but right. you know, it's just the, it's just the way I prefer to think about it. It's the way that it works in my brain to be perfectly honest with you. I just want to, I just want to understand what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so you're on to talk about low carb eating, aren't you? I am oh. low ish carb, not very, not, not extremely right. low. You're lowish. Lowish. It only took me a half an hour to get to it. I'm, I'm really getting Sorry. good at this podcasting thing. But I was enjoying our conversation. Wait till people who like tune in because this one's going to be called How We Eat Lowish Carb. And good. then people are going to listen to us talk about stuff for a half an hour. And then we're going to start talking about carbs. And they're like, this could have been up front. And to you, I, I say, know. tricked you. You're still listening. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just, I, no, no. I like having a nice conversation first. So we know kind of what your situation is and put people in a, you know, a mindset. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the situation was that she was diagnosed so young too, you know, so that was part of the, the low carb approach was that the, in, in the hospital, they were like, she needs to eat. Um, I think they told me 50 carbs per meal. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I like put together a meal and I was like, like, how is she going to eat this? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> She was also like, she, she had, because she got sick, she had RSV at six months. And I noticed sort of that she kept on getting sick and uh, di different illnesses, a lot of ear infections. And, uh, and so that. Um, what is RSB? Because I thought of Ruth. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when you said no, that, I was like, I wait, what did she say? RSV. It's like a respiratory infection I that see. babies get sometimes, they end up in the hospital. So I think that's kind of what triggered things because after that, it was just like a, a slow decline of just her getting, you know, I take her to the doctor. Oh, I don't, you know, she's just an ear infection. Okay. And then finally, I took her in that last month every single week. And I was like, something's wrong with her. Something's wrong with her. And then she finally saw her pediatrician, but she was in DKA at that point and had thrown up that day, lost. She was, instead of 19 pounds, she was 17 pounds. <gasps> and are, like, you know, it was just Those are Arden's obvious. exactly, uh, those are Arden's exact weights, 19 pounds, 17 I know, I've hospital. heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. interesting. And it was funny because, uh, I don't know if it was, it was, it's funny now. When we were, you know, in the hospital, when we were in the doctor's office, they did the meter, the nurse, you know, gave her a blood check and- it just said, you know, high on it. And I was like, as you thought, oh, that's so nice. It says high to you, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so that, that made me laugh when you said that. Cause I thought the same thing I was like, what a great, you know, little instrument. Yeah. Um, you know, only yeah. older people would have that thought who had really Probably. crappy electronics as a child, just like, oh, look, it <laughs> comes on. It says, hello, this is lovely. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but gotcha. yeah, they, they told me, so we went to the hospital after that, obviously. And then, um, but they were like, yeah, give her, you know, I think it was like 30 to 50 carbs per meal, but I remember it was, a, it was a lot. It felt like a lot. And 
you know, we live in California. I eat pretty healthy. We, you know, we didn't really, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just was, <laughs> I think that's just how we ended up there. Cause I was giving her, luckily she was on diluted and that was, that made a huge difference. I felt like with just the, not having a ton of lows and highs, but she was on, you know, the love mirror at night, which was, you know, she would have, you know, lows at night. It was, it was tricky when everything first started, but it felt like, well, if we can kind of do small meals, do like 15 carbs per meals and snacks throughout the day, then that kind of makes my life easier in turn makes me happier and my family happier. So that's kind of how we got there. All right. So I have like a layered question here, but first I want to point out that you said, you know, we live in California, so we eat healthy, which is why a lot of people don't like people from California. In case you're wondering, you're like, obviously, I'm a healthy person. I live in California. <laughs> well, I just meant there's a lot of options. I'm in uh, Texas right now, actually, because we're escaping the fires. So we drove here with my fa- like me and my kids and my husband drove to Texas. That's where we're from. Okay. Because you're uh, totally not from California. You said a word early on, and it made me think to ask you where you were from originally. I made one. I made a note to ask where you were from originally. Now I can't remember what word triggered me, but um, where in Texas? Whereabouts? Not exactly where, because people will come and find you. Dallas. Oh, area. I want. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, Texas is. I'm leaning on my wife about Texas because mm. I feel like I could find no snow and no humidity somewhere in Texas. No, you're, it's so humid here. Everywhere? What about Austin? I don't know, man. It's it's very buggy. There's so many oh, bugs here it. too. And no. I'm not I'm not scared of bugs. I don't mind bugs, but I mean, I came back and I my ankles like everything's eaten up by uh, mosquitoes. You're ruining it's this. very buggy. All right, well, let me just believe this exists because as I get older, I don't want snow and I don't want humidity. These are my goals. They're very small goals. <laughs> Sounds like the West Coast. Why don't you go to New, or New Mexico or Arizona? Mm, yeah, I don't know. Everybody loves you in Salt Lake City, right? Utah? I'm huge in Utah. I know. I'm sure I could be the next leader of the church if I tried. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know if that was insensitive. And if it was, I apologize. Mm. But I think it's true. <laughs> I mean, they like you there. It just a lot. It's beautiful too. I've never, I've only driven through, but it looks amazing. Someone sent me, uh, someone from Utah heard me say this and sent me a town. They're like, go here. And I looked online and I was like, I'll be damned. I would like to live there. It was, it was just really beautiful, you know? Yeah. Um, anyway, so, okay. What I was going to say is you're kind of interesting because of the timing of Jones diagnosis in history i mean but you're almost gonna you're almost like a person who you know 10 years from now is gonna you know you'll you'll meet somebody who bought a car that runs on gasoline and you'll be like oh my god wow where'd you get that and like Mm -hmm. you know your kid had diabetes for three months and you put her on an algorithm yeah and was she lower carb that whole time wait it was more than three months because we did some things before she she was diagnosed at 11 months you did some things like you robbed the bank. What are we talking about? You did some things. Wait, I'm thinking maybe she was 17 months then, but it said 14. I mean, I looked at my pictures. This and said 14 whole months. conversation has been a lie. I can't believe it. No, <laughs> no. But I mean, I look back at my pictures and it said four, it was 14 months. It was in February. So yeah, it was really quick after. Maybe your computer doesn't know what month it is, but that's not the point. No, the point is quickly. No, should, we didn't do MDIs very, very long. Very long. At all, but you also didn't um, just go to a pump. We you also went to an left algorithm. with she got the the G six 
um, also when we left the hospital, she had a Dexcom. She was wearing one. You're from California. I wouldn't say that everybody leaves um, with a Dexcom from California. Hey, don't ruin my not... joke. Hillary, do not ruin my joke. I set that joke up masterfully. Oh, sorry. No, no, okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, cut me a break. Okay. Let me have it. Uh, no, 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 but that's, that's so far. That's a, how did you talk them into a Dexcom? How did you even know to ask for one? My, well, my husband, um, when she was diagnosed, just like, he's like, we, you know, he's, he just wanted to figure out the best things that we could get for her. And, mm. He's like, we need to get a pump. We need to get a Dexcom. He's like, I like the Omnipod. He was just, had it all figured out. And I was in the hospital, just like not able to talk pretty much like laying in the bed with Joan, you know? Yeah. So Boys it was, so- he figured it all out and he's like the tech guy right. uh, that he does like all the research and all the stuff that we need to, he set up our loop and then I do the settings, which I think, you know, it's usually one person said, I don't know, a lot of people I know, cause it's a lot to take on setting it up. Well, I mean, people do it, but. For me, it seems like a lot. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing still. Like there's, there, like right now, people are like, "Oh, there's a new version of the loop, and you know, you have to rebuild Night Scout or something." I'm like, oh, oh no, thank God. you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> do I have? To? I mean, it's still working. Do I have to do it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I you know, know when I'll do it. By the way, is uh, when I force Kenny to help me with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or or anyone else. I'll just go online and. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll exchange some of my goodwill for help because I'm really confused by all that stuff. Um, it's, 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 it's not dissimilar by the way, than how I make adjustments on pumps. I just, Mm -hmm. I just know, turn that knob or click that box. Like I can get through the setup, but I, I have no tangible idea what I'm doing. Right. I just know where to click. It's, I, I must be infuriating to people who, whose minds work differently. Um, but it's the best I can do. Um, yeah, it really is terrible. So what does lowish carb mean? Well, for me, it's just like, I'll, I'll, I'll give her, we'll try things, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely, if we're, you know, out and somebody has brought something to the park, well, well, not these days, but maybe in the future, you know, we'll, we'll always experiment with stuff. But I mean, when we're eating around the house, it's just, you know, as many, lower carb options is sort of what I'm offering. And then I do like to make sure she gets, you know, 10 to 15 carbohydrates, at least with the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then snacks also if she wants. So it's like for breakfast, she had yogurt and berries, but the yogurt was sort of like a more high protein yogurt, which is not easy to bolus for because you have, um, for me, because she is low, like we all kind of eat lower carbs. She, especially with her being little, like she's like a little kid, her body um, can produce ketones. Right. So I don't want her to ever have high ketones because of her diet. So I, that's why I make sure that we check ketones that she's, that she's getting enough carbohydrates to kind of flush them out too. So you're trying, and then she's also getting a lot of protein. Jenny explained this to me one time. So there are ketones that come from eating and ketones that come from not enough insulin. They're not the same thing. And right. they and they don't and I, ketones might be the wrong word because I remember complaining during that episode that there were so many words that sounded like each other that meant something different. Uh but mm-hmm. so it's it, it, it you're just trying to avoid it more because 
she's such a tiny person it leads to weight loss too right like yeah right and, yeah, yeah. Looking for which that. she hasn't had she's only been gaining weight and she's like i don't know 80th or 70th percentile cool. which she's always been so she eats i mean we eat a lot of so she's like yogurt berries for breakfast or like she had i get this like low carb bread called sola mm-hmm. and it like with Walden Farms jam on it in the morning, or she'll eat bacon with uh, fruit, like usually berries or apples with like walnut butter. She also has like, she has some allergy stuff going on where she's allergic to eggs and to um, soy and almonds. So it's been tricky, like just with some foods that she can't eat, but we do a lot of nuts though, even though she's allergic to almonds in we do a lot of nuts for snacks and um what about lunches lunches uh sometimes like just leftovers from the night before if it's like chicken and vegetables uh she'll eat the chick she's usually she's like a little kid so she's i always i try to offer vegetables to my children but they don't always they almost never eat them um uh salami is pretty easy cheeses um she loves Lily's chocolate. I know they were a sponsor um, at some point. Are they still? Are you still? They, they being sponsored are in the them? middle of a switchover at the company, and then we're going to get back on track. Yeah, okay, because we're. I'm also obsessed with the chocolate. Like we buy so much Lily's chocolate because yeah. um, you know it's like olives and Lily's chocolate are like the two things I do not have to bolus for everything else. I have to definitely give her insulin for. I, have- I make waff. I make waffles out of um, like. Uh, hurt out of you know alternative sort of nut flowers and stuff right um yeah so i mean there's a lot pretty much and especially with like the keto craze and people like thinking you know doing like low carb diets i feel like it's so much stuff now you can buy uh but for me it's just easier to do like lots of different fish and meats and offer those and there's this stuff called moon cheese and like the parmesan cracker kind of things but i mean if she wants other stuff and we're out i'll also do that it's just you know she's a lot of easier day to day yeah with also my you know with my i have a five-year-old you know trying to wrangle them and all that i just feel like it was putting in so much insulin and getting the timing right and not getting like you know forgetting this or that It, it just felt like a lot of pressure and stress so is can i ask you is the is the lowish carb diet a a an actual decision about nutrition or is it more about making bolusing easier and the rest of the family just went along with it i feel like it's both because i always have sort of eaten i mean always kind of ate this way anyways we didn't eat a lot of bread and then but my husband did he was like eating pizza and all kinds of stuff. And he always has, but ever since Joan was diagnosed, he stopped eating all of that kind of stuff. And he only eats like meat and vegetables now. Do you believe that during the day when he's not at home, he's just sitting in his car? I do. I do. He's really, he's, he found also the um, rebel ice cream. So that's like his thing. He'll have like a pint of rebel ice cream at night, which Joan also can have, which is very cool. But I just feel like there's so many alternatives in like right now that it's, it's easy enough to right stay on the lower side, hmm? just to stay on the lower side of carbs. Yeah. Because then, you know, we can just, 
like go to the beach and I don't have to worry about how much insulin she has on board. And I have friends who, you know, it's just, I, I see the other side and I feel like, gosh, that looks stressful, you know, cause when we're at the park, the most units she has on is maybe three and that's, you know, she's, so that's really only 0.75 because it's diluted, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's more, but it's, it's a, it's where I could give her one carb and she would be back at where she's supposed to be, you know? So, and I don't get the spikes and the drops. And so I feel like for right now, her being so little and us just all being together as a family for the most of our days, it's especially in quarantine right now. Um, You don't need extra things to be worried about or anything like that. And by the way, I, not that you need my approval, but it sounds completely reasonable to me and it sounds like it's working really well. So, I mean, do you think there'll be a time where if she were to come to you and say like, look, lady, I, I, I had pizza at a party and I don't know what to tell you, but I want more of it. Do you think that you'd be able to handle bolusing it or do you feel like, like, so I guess what I'm saying is, is that being lower carb for managing insulin, some, it, it, it strikes me like it's sort of like setting the video game to beginner, mm-hmm. you know, so that it just, you know, everything's a little, little more forgiving as, as you're yes. going, which is terrific. It's a, it's an amazing idea, obviously. Um, my, my question isn't, you know, do you think you can sustain this? I don't think like that, but like, say it happens, say she's just like, I'm going to eat this now. Would you need, you'd need some practice, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think with any, I mean, we've, we've, I bolused for pizza before and one time it was great. Another time it wasn't another time it was good. You know, like, so it's like, yeah, everything just takes practice. Right, right. But I think because she's so little, like right now, it's just easier if she's not asking for something than to just do low carb. But if she does ask for something, then I certainly want her to be able to try it. And, you know, yeah. but you know, we went out to dumplings the other day like when I say the other day, it was probably a year ago because <laughs> we've been inside with each other for six months right. now. But, um, and she, I thought she'd be totally into them. And she like picked up one dumpling when we finally got our food and she was just like, ew. And she only ate the meat inside. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, you fooled me. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like, that kid needs a fresh piece of white toast with some butter you, on it and a little yeah, bit of sea well, salt. Yeah, well, I have, actually, I, I use yeah. these for if I do give her food that she doesn't eat. I have the these date bars with cashews in them. They're just dates and cashews, and they're so good. They're so easy to bolus for, and they're like 30 carbs for one bar, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe they're the – what is brand is that? I can't remember what brand it is, but they're just dates and cashews. So I split one in half and that's 15 carbs. So it's like we missed something. She doesn't want it. It's there you go. And it's so steady and easy. But yeah, I think when she gets older, I have friends who I have, um, like this one mom said her, you know, they were even like very low carb. I don't know if they used our insulin, but they were very low carb. And when her son was diagnosed when he was really young and then, he got older and he wanted to have pizza and go out with his friends and have burgers and things like that. So she, you know, he does that now and she does, they kind of work together and do their best, but you know, yeah, it's, I say it's whatever just, works. Know, I mean, the thing is, yeah, it's kind of, for me, I think of it in like chunks of time of like, okay, for the next year, what are we going to be doing? And 
this is so, it's just so much easier the day to day to not have to, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it if she was upset that someone was eating something and she was, and I wouldn't want that situation at all. So if that was the situation, then I would say, okay, you want to try that, you know, let's do it. Hey, it's very possible that it'll never happen to her. She might just be very happy with how she eats and that'll be that. And well, we've been out and she definitely has done that. So, oh, gotcha. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, like it, it, the thing is, is that we eat like this at home. And so when we are out and if things go sideways, I don't feel like, I just think of the day to day of it would be for her age and for me. And like you said, this is like almost like the setting it on a com- like a computer game to the beginning level because mm-hmm. I am a beginner. I've only been, no, she course. was diagnosed at 11 months and she just turned three. So we yeah. haven't been at it this long. So I feel like it, it works great for that. So, and there's just so many options, you know? Yeah, no, I, I there obviously, obviously is a ton of, of, of things that you can buy and that taste better than anything has in the past, etc. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that, um, Yesterday, an episode went up with a mom of a really young kid with diabetes, and she mm-hmm. just threw herself into understanding how to bolus for regular foods. And she sends me something on Instagram every day, and oh. it's the food that the kid eats and the kid's graph. And she's she's a rock star. Her name's Tori, and she's amazing at it. And I just wonder, like, I, I would love for her to like. I'm I'm having this daydream where you like babysit her kid for a while and she babysits yours for a while and I see what happens. Don't make me do that. (laughs) No, they're on the East Coast, so you'd have to FedEx them, and I think that's illegal. So, um, and I don't know why it should be, but it it, I think it definitely. By the way, if anyone's listening, I think it's illegal to ship somebody in a box, but um, especially children. You'd think the the point is is that she somehow figured it out, and Mm -hmm. and I don't know. Like you both listen to the podcast, so mm-hmm. like I'm just fascinated by that. Like it, it doesn't matter to me. Like I genuinely mean it when I tell you I don't care how anyone eats, and I'm going to end up saying this sentence probably on every episode of how we eat. But I just want people to understand how to use insulin, and from there they can do it with whatever they want. And it sounds like you understand it really well. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's just when you add more carbs, you, it's it's a little, it's harder for you. And there's something in there, like there's, you're not bolusing enough or you're, you're botching the timing or something like that, but it's doable. It's just not, it's not necessary. You know, I'm not arguing for or against any of the ideas of how people eat. I just interviewed a guy yesterday that was a, uh, a vegan Mm -hmm. and not for moral reasons, just, Mm -hmm. just he eats vegan and it's better for his body and he feels better. And I think that's cool. I actually think whatever people do that works for them is really great. I just want to sort of give voice to all the conversations. So, yeah. I think that that's what I appreciate about your podcast is I don't feel like you have an agenda and you are genuinely just interested in people and their journeys. And um, I think in the type one community, sometimes I get nervous about talking to friends on either side because it feels like there is like a divide or a stance that you have to take. And for me, you know, even saying like we're low carb, like it feels a little bit like you're going to be judged. You're not low. You're like you're like you wouldn't be low carb enough. Oh, no. no? I think either way. Yes. Yeah. In, in but, a way. Yeah. Right. I do feel like. And that's why I said low carb ish because I didn't I didn't want someone to think that I was, you know, representing because I'm, I'm not, you know, but it's it seems like just for me, it just makes sense to do what 
works for you. But I do think that's an interesting point that you bring up about, um, about the timing and that someone is doing it who has little kid. And I, I, sometimes I wonder, like, am I, am I not, am I like scared? Cause sometimes uh, recently you asked somebody that, like, are you just scared to give that amount of insulin? And I was like, huh, that's a good question for me to ask myself. Am I just scared you yeah. know, of giving that much insulin? Um, or am I just trying to make it easier in my day-to-day life? Because if I give that amount of insulin, I would have, I mean, it, it seems like I would have to try it like at least seven times, I think, to get things right. But with, I feel like the little kids, she's always eating and it, it's so hard to like really get a good idea of, a, did you get the bolus right or not? You know, mm-hmm. I hear you. So what's the answer? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> do you want I to sit here know. and think about it for a second? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, what do you do? You think you know? <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> I know. I know. You, you, it's 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 a mix of both. It started out because you because you were not having success, I would imagine. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. then it became easy, and now it's yeah. easy. And the further away from doing it you get, the harder it seems. Is that about right? I think it is. Yeah, I'm like I'm almost a genius. Wow, I, I could just understand. That's good, I, ba- I barely understand anything, <laughs> Hillary. Just so you, everyone listening understands, uh, I'm good at watching people and uh, and knowing how to use insulin. Other than that, it's pretty much a mixed bag after that. <laughs> but yeah. but no, I, I I would imagine that that's it based on what I've seen. You know, countless other people go through. I can tell you right now, if I come down to Texas and get my ankles bit a little bit, we can give Joan whatever she wants to eat. And I'll bolus you for it, and we'll be all right. We're going to be in California, Scott. I'm not staying in Texas. <laughs> I wasn't coming to Texas, just so you know. Um, it was more of a hypothetical. But uh, I could do it. I also wonder, yeah. too, how much does she weigh again? 31 pounds. How come you're still diluting the insulin? We plan to dilute until she's, I think, a, um, four or five is what the endo said. Oh, I don't I think it's just you is. get tight. I mean, for me, it seems like tighter control because um, you don't have to. I mean, sometimes I wonder. I don't know. I mean, you just her basal rates are, you know, some some of them are, you know, so little. Yeah, how little? How small? Like 0.25. Yeah, but that's because, what would it be if it wasn't diluted? Uh. I don't think you could get it small enough, right? Well, because it's, it's, it's one unit two, is 0.25. That doesn't make sense. It's 0.25 diluted, but she weighs 30 pounds. Let me look at what her settings What's are. What's her A1C? Can you, would you tell me that? Uh, yeah, it's a 5.5. Hmm. I mean, it's working. I wouldn't change it if it's working. But obviously, I would just think at 30 pounds, she could handle 0.2 of regular at a regular strength. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's experiment on your kid and find, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the only way to do it. That's the weird thing about type one. It's yeah. like, I remember when we first started, I'm like, you know, can you tell me how much? It, and then you realize it's all just, ex- you just experiment and see what happens. You know, we just, I mean, nothing really bad. No. If you're just, if you're just trying things and poking around and not, you know, being too crazy. Nothing's going to happen. I, I just, the reason it's striking me is because I just released a person into the wild who I was helping privately. 
And their mm-hmm. kid, their kid was like three years old and weighed like mm-hmm. forty pounds or something like that. And and uh, the kid needed like it ended up needing it. It's I don't mean it insultingly. The kid and it I just said in the same sentence. I'm just trying to avoid saying him so I don't out anybody. Uh-huh. And instead, I'm just being terrible. I'm like that thing that we were talking about. Anyway, the boy, uh, he's getting like a half a unit an hour. Okay, so her basal rate for the whole day is 4.8. Hold on. And that's diluted. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have this info. I don't have her phone on me. Fine. You don't have to go. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to talk about this. I thought we were talking about food. We are talking about food. Um, so that's she's getting 0.2 an hour of diluted insulin. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So that's probably... So you can't get it how, And what's the dilution? How do you do one part to what? One part... In- it's called um, diluent. So it's... Uh, I think some people uh, use saline and then some people use diluent with different kinds of insulin. But is it like is it like a certain parts of insulin to a certain parts of the dilute diluent? Yeah, yeah. What is it? How many parts to what? Um, it's so. Uh, what do you mean? How many parts? How do you mix it? How do you do? You, do somebody mix it for you, or do you mix it? Yourself? I mix it. Yeah. Tell me how you mix it. Is what I'm saying. You want me to take you through how I mix it? No. I take out yeah. um, two hundred and fifty. Uh, units of insulin, right? And then I put in 250 units of of. Uh, sorry, my kids are now walking into the room. Tell them we're doing something Go very watch important. Watch a show. Yeah, you can watch a show. Tell them to find some <laughs> pornography on their phone or something to leave us alone. Um, so it's half and half. Basically, you're halving it. So point two of this is equal to point one. I'm guessing of regular strength and your pump will do that. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're on the Medtronic. Yeah. Your pump. So you think that that we should move to, um, to just not diluting anymore. Well, keeping in mind that I'm a dumbass from New Jersey who just bought a microphone and has an (laughs) idea of how to get his voice onto the internet. I mean, I don't know. What do you think will happen if we don't dilute? Why will that be better? I, I just think you'd have more control over the insulin, really? but I might be wrong. Do you feel like, do you feel like the diluting is, is, um, making it like diluted? <laughs> yeah. diluted. <laughs> I was thinking that it was, it was making it not, um, like precise or something. That's what I fear is that, you know, cause but, one little drop can make such a big difference, you yeah. know? So keeping in mind that what I know about this could fit into a thimble. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that seems reasonable to me, but I could be a hundred percent wrong. Uh, but I would try it for fun one day. <laughs> I could tell I'm not going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> I would just make, I would make her basal rate point one, use like full strength insulin and see what happens. That's I, interesting. I never, I never would have thought of doing that. I mean, if she starts like you know dropping drastically, I might go, ah, well, that didn't work. <laughs> then, yeah. But doesn't the pump do like point zero five too? Also, it does yeah. Ah, That's on. what I like about the Metronic pump. This is totally doable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's a good time to say, again, nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered <laughs> advice, medical or otherwise. Uh, <laughs> and I really, I, I genuinely mean, I, I'm I'm just thinking of this in a fanciful way. I don't, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But what's the point of it? Just that you don't have to dilute it anymore? What's the point of diluting it? 
I don't, I don't, because I was told to, I don't know, I don't ask questions like this. I don't know. I was, I was thinking. Um, Hillary, you're, you're just making me upset that I didn't marry somebody who's more like susceptible to authority. <laughs> I'm constantly arguing with my wife about every last thing. She's got a goddamn opinion about everything. You're like, That's I don't funny. know, someone told me. <laughs> That's like my husband. My husband's like, he's the one who was kind of like spearheading the more lower carb sort of. He's like, why are we feeding her all this crazy? This is crazy what they're telling us, you know? And I was like, I don't know. They're telling this. I'm just following what the doctor told me to do. And he's yeah. like, you need to stop it. If I had so, to guess about that 50 carb a day uh, at a meal thing, I uh-huh. I would, when you said that the first time, what it made me think was they know a ratio in that doctor's office and it's based off of tens. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And they were just yeah. like, well, she's little, half it, give her five. Yeah. It, like, I, yeah. I just, that really struck me as such an arbitrary thing. It's and, so arbitrary. So much of what they had told us, you know, it was... They told us to give her 15 carbs to treat her (laughs) and she was going low and I was doing it and I was like, this is crazy. You know, she's 300 and now we treat her with one, you know, one carb is usually what she needs. It's just, it's, it's unfortunate. Half sips of a juice box. Just a little bit. Stop. Just like that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Especially when they're that small. Well, I can tell you that six days ago, I met a lovely woman named Patricia and that's not her real name, but she'll okay. know that that's funny when she hears it. And her son, a few years old, I don't remember now, which will probably make her upset. Uh, little kid, blood sugar's kind of all over the place. I think it took me maybe 12 hours to get the kid's blood sugar stable. And then a couple of more days to teach her how to bolus. And a day after that to tighten up his uh his basils and get them right. And I just unfollowed her yesterday and she's, she's doing great. So it, it, and the only thing that's there is she had a willingness to learn something new. And she, she, I can't believe I'm saying it like this because I don't mean it this way. She listened well. Like she spoke up when I said something crazy, but I told her in the beginning, if I say something, it seems completely out of line. Please say something because I'm not there. And like, if I'm saying something that just makes you feel like that's not something we should do, then say that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to make some adjustments, turn some knobs, see where he gets high and when he gets low, and then you're going to pre-bolus and learn the difference between the impact carbs have, and that's it. She, I never, I've never spoken to anybody privately who's picked it up as fast as she did. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting to, to watch happen. Um, yeah. She even inside of that week fought with her doctor's office because they, they saw the data and said, what are you doing? And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm keeping my kid's blood sugar from spiking all over the place. And yeah. they're like, no, that's going to hurt him. And she's like, no, I think you're wrong. Like she fought back. And yeah. in a week she was, it was amazing. Like she's the quickest turnaround ever. Um, wow. it, it was really, it was really interesting. And I'm simultaneously talking to one other person who won't believe what they see. So they just keep throwing themselves into the same problem every three hours and it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what i say they're not going to listen so i'm probably going to suggest to them that you know we shouldn't talk because it's just not worth anybody's time yeah and that's fear in my opinion yeah fear is a big thing i think with the um just i think i i think i had that and i still do you know because but i think it's now meshed into like we're talking about just it's just easier easier. this way, you know, but I also, 
you know, she's going to preschool and I started thinking like, well, you know, I don't, they can't operate her pump. Like she's going to be going just a few hours. So there's, I don't know when they're this little, it just seems so much easier because one car will raise her blood sugar 20 points. So if you get a mistiming of something, which is also easy to do when they're this little, I feel like I have a lot of nose, nose, nose. I feel like if I was, I know I'm on the podcast right now, but if I was listening to it, I feel like I know what you would say next almost. It's really funny to be on it. But what do you think I'm going to say? I think you would say like, I think there's, I think that I'm, I'm like, there's obvious fear, you know, of, of just like letting her like that she would have so much insulin on board and that it's a fear thing and that I should just try it. You know, you're making me think that therapy is such a scam. So I just, I just get somebody in a room and then charge them money to make them say things out loud. They already know, but they haven't said out loud. (laughs) Yeah, but it's works. Very helpful. I don't know. Yeah, I just. Well, let's submit this to your insurance and see if I can get a copay for mental health. And you know, um, you should be. I feel like your podcast would be awesome. That it should be submitted to insurance. <laughs> you should be getting some sort of like payment for this because oh. it really. It, I, I have ads. I mean, I'm okay. The whole timing thing is, I think, the part that's hardest because I, I, you know the protein rises. You know, there's things that come later that can have so much power and. One day there'll be a certain amount and then the next day they won't. That's where I, I was getting frustrated. I think at the beginning, because I would try something three days in a row for breakfast and every day it would be different. Is there any chance that that has something to do with using diluted insulin? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, I know a lot of people who use diluted insulin and it works okay. For or them. not a lot. I mean, I know. Well, what about the idea that the, um, the lower carb options, do they have a lot more protein in them sometimes? Or yeah, a lot more I go with a lot for protein. Yeah. But it, that also can be a timing thing. So it's kind of funny because I'm like, I always think about that. Like when I deal with like a protein rise that mm-hmm. I missed on and I didn't hit it. Like, because with loop, I found that I can't really set out a three or, or like a four hour absorption to hit and it, it won't, it won't hit it hard enough when the, the protein rise happens like that two hours later or an hour, half later. Okay. So I have to put in that she's eating carbs and it's a three hour absorption an hour and a half after she eats to get the protein rise, not to rise. But if I forget or whatever, I feel like a lot of this has to do with just me being absent-minded and not paying attention. Um, then it, it messes up, you know? And then I've missed it. Are you absent-minded? You don't seem absent-minded. I'm very absent-minded. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I get distracted pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Like shiny stuff? So. Or like how bad is it? <laughs> no, not no, that bad. Not- but, you know, I just, you know, it's like two kids. You start playing and, you know, and then you go on to the next thing. And then I hear you. it's like, oh, I gave you insulin. That was a pre-bolus. I forgot about, you know, it's like. Oops. That kind of thing. No, I hear, Oops. I hear, yeah. I hear. It's like, it's, it's just one less thing to worry about. Well, listen, I guess the truth comes out. I'm just trying to make my life easier here. While you were being self, well, you, while you were being reflective just now, what I was really going to say was, it sounds like it's working really great for you and I wouldn't change it. I was just, it was just fun to talk about. I mean, there yeah. are people with children, your child's age at your child's weight that are using pumps that with insulin is not diluted was really my only point. But if it's working for you, then whatever. I just don't want you to get to the point where it stops working one day 
and you're so far off of center that you don't even know how to restart. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's interesting because, I I mean, that's just protocol at the hospital that we're seeing at, that if they're under three, they get diluted insulin, that you as the parent gets to mix up every couple of weeks. And it's just part of the process. Seems- I remember when they told me that, I was like, this is crazy. I can't mix up medicine. What am I, a chemist? I'm not so, a chemist. Like, why are you giving me this, like, more stuff? What if I forget in the middle of me mixing it up what I'm doing? <laughs> My husband did that. Like he was supposed to be the mixer for me. And he, I came home and he was like, had crazy eyes. And he's like, I don't know which one I put it in. If it was like dilute, if it's the humalog or the diluted. And I can't remember. I was like, okay, stop. Just give me, I'm going to do this job. So I do it. Worst episode of Breaking Bad ever. (laughs) (laughs) You guys didn't shoot anybody or steal money, did you, while you were at that? Uh, No. No. Well, you're in Texas now. You can shoot anybody you want. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? That's not true. You can't just shoot anybody in Texas. I just need to say that, I think. Um, no. Well, that's uh, – listen, I appreciate you coming on. And yeah. I didn't – we didn't talk about what I expected we would talk about as much, but I feel like we did at the same time. I feel like okay. we talked about – I feel like we talked about something that happens to a lot of people, especially people who are pri- probably parents of younger children or people who just struggle out the gate – and mm-hmm. the and when they don't figure out how to use insulin, the next very reasonable step is, well, I'll limit the carbs then. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that's completely reasonable. Um, I always just have a feeling that I don't want you to I don't want you to eat any certain way because you feel like you can't figure out the insulin. If you want to eat that way, I think that's really terrific. I genuinely believe that. Uh, but I don't. I'd, I'd be sad if I thought that every day you were making a plate and thinking, "I really want an English muffin, but I don't know how to bolus for it." That's right. all. That's all. And I think yeah. you could figure it out because other people have, and they couldn't. And like I said, if you FedEx me that kid, I'll get her some pizza, get her all set up. <laughs> uh, but send yeah. a note with her because I don't think you can transport children over a state line like that. I'd probably be kidnapping right. her if that happened. Um, but but seriously, like. You know, just don't be, do what you do because you want to do it. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. And it's cool to know that there are a lot of low carb options. And it was interesting to hear you go over some things that she eats, uh, that she enjoys a lot. But it was also interesting to hear you say that she has seen other food and been like, hey, mommy, how come I don't have a French fry? You know, so. Right. I mean, I try to do it when, you know, when we're out and if she does want something, I feel like that's really reasonable. But if she wasn't happy with options at home, I I think I would rethink things. But I think it's just, she also was, when she was diagnosed, she was just starting to eat finger foods because she had been sick for like a month before that, you know? And so it was just all, everything was kind of skewed from there. I think bottles get used up to about like two years, right? Isn't that about, is about, reasonable like breastfeeding or bottle feeding yeah Yeah. i was breastfeeding at the time and i i did stop that because that was it seemed really stressful and then i found out i mean i i've heard from other people you've had on your podcast that they kept going and they just kind of rolled with it it was pretty inspiring how to bolus for it yeah yeah but it's i think mainly i just want her to feel healthy day to day and for our family to be happy and and not i feel like when I, when she, you know, sort of 
without knowing if she's definitely going to eat something to give her so much insulin, it gets tricky. Yeah. Do you ever, did you feel like that at the beginning with Arden? Yes. Like, Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But what I figured out to do is what I tell people to do on the podcast now, which is the juice box or pick, pick an amount of food you just for sure know they're going to eat. And that's your pre bowls. Even if it's five carbs, then pre bowl is five carbs. And but what they, happens when the timing's off on it? So you, and then you're dealing with like a 200 or 250. I don't do that. What are you talking about? So you put in the five carbs, right, to get some sort of a pre bolus. And the uh-huh. minute, the second, that you see that there's more food going in, you bolus. You don't wait till they're done eating. You go, okay, five carbs are in. I've got a nice pre-bolus. Things are moving my direction. Also, keep in mind, my daughter starts a meal at a reasonable blood sugar. It's not like I'm pre-bolusing five carbs on a 250 blood sugar. It's, right. you know, she's more around 100 somewhere, one, one side or the other of it. So you would get a little bit going. Let it work as a pre-bolus. Give her the food. As soon as five carbs go in and it's clear she's going to keep eating, you bolus for the rest. And that's it. And and that way there's enough in there to make up for the timing. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's that's what most people do, I think, who have little kids. And it's interesting. I think I've said it on here once before, but somebody contacted me privately once who had gastroparesis who wanted to mm-hmm. pre-bolus. And we talked on the phone for like a half an hour. And at the end, I said, like, I'm sorry, I I can't think of what to tell you. Like, I don't have any even like half-assed suggestions here for you. I said, oh, except you could pre-bolus the way people pre-bolus for infants. Mm -hmm. I was like, just give yourself a little. And then once you see that the insulin's impacting the way you expect, then give yourself the rest. Because the problem could be is that they could eat. No digestion happens. And so the so the the um you know the glucose is not being pulled up by the blood now all that insulin's in there and it's gonna it's gonna kill you, and so once but once they see that digestion's happening then ah they need the insulin right away, and so they did the same thing. Yeah, I guess mine's just more of a timing thing because I feel like I want to keep things under one eighty. Yeah, no, I know, but you definitely could, but it just takes practice. But all right, so this was good. I enjoyed this. Did you have fun? Did we not talk about anything that we shouldn't have, that we should have? That we No, didn't? I think everything was good. I've got my oh. whole family in here now. They found cool. me. Where is Joan? Like, can we like pinch her so she cries so we can hear her or something like that? Is that, that's jo- not. Joan, you want to say hi? Joan. She's trying to hear you. Joan. Hello, sweetie. How are you? Here. Joan. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi, Joan. How are you? Let's go. Let's go make turtle food. Do you know how good bread is? Oh, she's gone. Never mind. We're going to go feed the turtles. Oh, that's really sweet. She sounds sweet. Yeah, she's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. You didn't say that with a ton of conviction, just so you know. (laughs) Well, we've been... We've been together for six months now, so... (laughs) Yeah, she's fine as far as children go. You know... It's every day, same thing. Oh, well, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. I really do. All right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. A huge thank you to one of today's sponsors, Gvoke Glucagon. Find out more about Gvoke Hypopen at gvokeglucagon.com forward slash juice box. You spell that G V O K E G L. U-C-A-G-O-N dot com forward slash juice box. I'd also like to thank the Contour Next One blood glucose meter 
and remind you to go to contournext.com forward slash juice box to learn more about Arden's blood glucose meter. I also want to remind you to find the Facebook group for the podcast, Juice Box Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Please don't forget to leave an amazing review wherever you listen. Tell a friend about the show or a stranger. I don't care if you have to stand up on a bus and start talking about it. You need to do your part. Okay, I make the podcast. I get it to you. It doesn't cost you anything. The least you can do is stand up on a city bus where there's about 60 people. I don't want you to waste your time with just three or four and say, hey, anybody here have diabetes? I got a podcast for you. Then say it out loud. If they seem confused, show them how to use their phone. Really, this is all I'm asking of you. Just public displays of affection for the podcast. And if you're an endocrinologist or someone that works in a practice and you've been suggesting the podcast to people, let me say thank you. That was really very kind of you. I appreciate that. All right, now I'm really done.